2: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom, Cabana.
1: Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of
2: Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle
1: Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Lou Gowan. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowen is, vote the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Now
2: Now alive. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chuba People now. Oh dear! And today I'm joined by my intangible co-host, Tempest the Wrestler.
1: I'm Tempest the Wrestler, but <laughs> what's
2: going on, man? I'm so tired, Tempest. I'm I literally so woke up ten minutes ago,
1: so I feel like I have an excuse. What's your excuse? Why
2: are you tired? I'm- I'm just sleepy. That's my excuse. I've just been—I've been very tired for like three days, and it's just not going anywhere. I—I I went out on Wednesday. I went to a bar. So it's, did I. Crazy, mental. Um, and I—I th- I think I might still be recovering from it. Honestly, I only had like three drinks. That's it. And that was still just like, no, nah, you're old. You, you're going to have to recover from that for a while. That's so yeah. I old, I, yeah. I mean, I, I had a whole one drink yesterday as a way to just trying to like unwind, just kind of gave myself a little, a little, uh, uh, what I even have had a sudden comfort. It was quite nice. Um, we'll just have one of those, you know, just to unwind in the evening. And maybe my body's just gone. Well, that's too much. <laughs> Calm down there, Pete. Uh, you had one drink. Uh, So yeah, I've been I've been very sleepy. Uh you said you also went to a bar. I did.
1: I did. Yeah. It was uh it was very nice. I got to see a friend that I had not seen in person uh since January third, twenty twenty. Yeah. And you know, typically we would go and get drinks maybe every three or four months, something like that, just kind of like keep us uh keep each other updated on the happenings of our lives and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously haven't been able to do that since, but it was very, very, very nice. It was, I went and had like four margaritas, which I've been kind of craving since Mm -hmm. all of this started, just going out and sitting on a patio and having a nice margarita. Mm. But, oh man, oh man, it was it was like sensory overload walking around downtown Toronto Mm -hmm. and then just seeing people and seeing just different surroundings. Cause I think I've mentioned, like I would go on walks fairly often, you Mm -hmm. know, during the pandemic just because there's nothing else to do. But after a while, I feel like I've kind of scoped out my neighborhood pretty extensively. I've, I've walked around about, all of the streets so just going downtown and walking around just being like whoa new streets buildings (laughs) look at all these people it was a really good time you know i got to i got to catch her up and tell her about all the fun things that i'm doing here Mm -hmm. so i i had no complaints about that and then i spent my entire day yesterday writing script for my next youtube video
2: nice oh it was a long one Mm, can imagine yeah um i have also got funding tomorrow i'm going to be going back to my my parents house um because my brother and his family from scotland are traveling down so i get to meet my nephew who's a baby who i've not got to meet yet um so i'm very excited for that that'll be Technically tomorrow, but more likely Monday, because I'm gonna be getting there like quite like like ten, half ten in the evening. So they'll probably be asleep by then anyway. So I'll see them on the Monday. And then we're gonna have a family day on the Monday. Uh with me and my parents and my brother in there and his fam. Um so yeah, I'm 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 super pumped. Get get to when I get to see my uh niece and nephew again, and also my new nephew. I get to, to meet him. I'm very excited for it. Uh yeah, a, a very good time.
1: It's crazy how much they grow and how quick all that happens, you right? know, when when yeah. you're not there during a pandemic. Because I, I went and saw my niece and nephew, oh, maybe a month ago, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was crazy. The last time I had seen them, just like a year and a half earlier, was the, my niece was this tiny, like itty bitty. Yeah. You know, just like a baby, basically, and now she's mm-hmm. graduated from baby to toddler. Yeah, and my my nephew similarly is has kind of graduated from toddler to like child. Child, they've, yeah. They've gone through a big step in the last year and a half, and mm-hmm. when you're around them all the time, you don't see the gradual growth, but a
2: year and a half off, and boom, they all spring up. Yeah, man, I'm. I'm very excited. Uh, Something I'm less excited to do is talk about SmackDown, but here we are and we got to do it. So let's talk about SmackDown, (laughs) Uh, where we're going to be starting off with the big return on this show from Zelina Vega, of all people. She just kind of showed up and was there and it kind of sucked a little bit. So we're going to talk about it. We just found out just before we went live, actually, that Tempest is a psycho uh, that has written a script. And when I say written, I mean with a pen, on paper, like 10 pages worth. Mm-mm. Google Docs exist. Just type stuff. It's real easy, Tempest, I promise. Genuinely, I, I cannot believe you've written that.
1: It's 20 pages, actually.
2: 20 pages! <laughs> 20 pages! Type it, man. You have a computer. I for a will.
1: Reason. I will that's the next step of you, all of this
2: you write for a website you don't have yeah. to use a keyboard properly goodness uh, me
1: how how, how dare I how dare I it's I crazy this is, this is just how I operate I feel I feel like I'm doing no mod mother not front and back thankfully <laughs> not that crazy not that crazy but yeah I was just I was just showing <laughs> Pete. So I'm currently working on my next YouTube video for my YouTube channel, Tempest the Wrestler. Subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, it is, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot Mm -hmm. of pages. Oh, dear. That's not even the end of it. Oh, that's the end of part one. Hang on. No, wait, just still, still, still going. Yep. There's, there's, there's a lot. That's, that's where I've still writing there. Not done yet. Mind you. Also, I've, I've got a little ways more to go. See, this was um, my
2: whole day yesterday. And the people like saying, like, you know, you should let him write. Handwriting's good. It is. It's true. I write out uh, some of my D and D notes. I write that on a pad of paper. But the reason I do that is because when we're in in combat and stuff, I find it very easy to flick between pages to check like monster stats and stuff like that. If I'm writing a script for a video that I'm gonna record, is those things are long, real long. That's why you type them. Because they're very long. Crikey. I, ca- yeah. I, I can't believe it's emphasized. I'm, I'm shook to my core.
1: See, this. Ollie says the same thing mm-hmm. when I tell him that. And <laughs> it's like, I this is how I get my ideas out mm-hmm. better. I feel That's like fine. I have, there's a, there's a quicker streamline from my brain to the page then my brain onto a Google doc or something like that. So I start this way and get all my ideas out. And once I've written it down, I kind of, I don't write it like a perfect word for word script. I kind of write it as bullet points, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, it's essentially a script. They're all sentences. I just don't weave the sentences together. I write all of that. And then I put it all into a, a google doc or a word doc or something like that afterwards this is this is the rough draft
2: absolutely. and then i write the good draft absolutely crazy you know what else is crazy this episode of smackdown because as i mentioned at the very start Zelina vega came back from abs- from out of absolutely nowhere she was she was just there on this episode because Sonya Deville came out much like last week when Sonya Deville came out and announced that Carmella is now in the Money in the Bank match. And then Liv Morgan came out and was like, uh, I beat Carmella? And she was like, oh yeah, you did, didn't you? Well, you can have a match against uh, against Carmella now. Why not? It's not a qualifying match. You won't qualify if you win. But sure, just have a match. And then Liv Morgan won. Hey, guess what? They did the exact same thing this week, except it was with Zelina Vega for some reason. So Sonya Deville comes out and says... Hey, I'm going to announce the next person. It's Zelina Vega, everyone. And the commentary go, oh, wow. Zelina Vega. (laughs) It's like, you know, she's been, she was away, right? She was, she was fine. She was released last November. This is a big deal that she's back, guys. Completely downplayed it by the commentary. um, And they just say, wow, yeah, Zelina Vega, she's back. Great. And she's in Money in the Bank. And she comes out and cuts a little promo as a heel, just being like, hey, I'm great. I'm going to win Money in the Bank. I'm the best. And then Liv Morgan comes out and says the same program from last week. Except this time it's got this gem of a line in it where she says, Selena Vega doesn't deserve a shot in the Money in the Bank match. She hasn't competed on SmackDown all year. Wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. You wanna you, you wanna figure that one out? Why, why she hasn't competed all the, all year on SmackDown? And then Uh, it has a match between Liv Morgan and Zelina Vega, except this time instead of uh, Liv Morgan just kind of winning that she did against Carmella, she did win, but via using the tights, because Zelina Vega tried to use the tights on a roll-up, and the referee spotted it. So then Liv Morgan rolled her up with the tights, and the referee didn't spot it. So Liv Morgan won. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Like... (sighs) Why'd you bring her back if that's what you're going to
1: do? I feel like on a properly booked show, and I'll say right off the bat that I actually enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. This was not one of the things that I enjoyed, but overall, I thought this was a vast improvement from weeks past. This is what happens when, again, you've only got a half dozen women on the show. Because you can't then book a, hey, Zelina Vega is backstory, And also, we're trying to make Liv Morgan prove she deserves to be in Money in the Bank story. There's no other women for Liv Morgan to prove this against. So she beats Carmella, who was announced for the match last week. They, for some reason, don't just put her in the match. So Sonya Deville is just inept as an authority figure. Because, hey, there's that person who lost. They get to be in the match. Oh, this person has now beaten them twice. But I'm not going to put her in the match. I'm going to put someone. And I get it. She's Zelina Vega is returning. So that's like, I guess, a big deal. They don't treat it like it's a big deal. It's just like she's in the match. They don't treat it like she's making a return even. It's just... Oh, yeah, Zelina Vega, that person that's totally been on our roster this entire time. Mm -hmm. And she's in the match, and now Liv beats her in her first match back, so I clearly don't think this is going to be anything monumental with Zelina Vega's return. I mean, she was never pushed as as a wrestler before she was released, and now all the people that she managed are, you know, not in the company anymore. Aside from Angel Garza, but I don't think that's gonna happen. So like I'm just lost. I'm lost as to what the point or direction of any of this was.
2: Yep. I think she is back. She is a body in the women's money in the bank match. I don't think they have any plans for her. She's just there to be there, I think, is probably the sum total of it. I would be I'd be stunned if she ends up winning the money in the bank. I don't think they have any sort of plan for her. And I also think that because it's WWE and they are inherently a very petty company uh, because of anything that went down, uh, everything that went down with Zelina with regard to her release of them doing the, uh, the edict where they can't use their third party platforms and Zelina refusing, and then her trying to start off some sort of uh, movement about unionization and talking about unions in the wrestling industry and all that stuff, which is a big no, no for WWE. Uh, them then bringing her back to have her lose is exactly their mo like that she's just going to get completely bodied uh Mm. in the next few weeks and months there might be uh some sort of three-week push in there where she might get some roll-up wins and be like hey i'm a proper wrestler now and then she'll just get buried some more and maybe be a comedy character maybe she'll have a farting gimmick who knows bring that back sure why not like i god this isn't gonna go anywhere it was completely not a big deal in the slightest.
1: Yeah. See, this is to me why I don't like a lot of WWE booking because they get handed things on mm-hmm. a platter. like, here, you can make something of this. And then they immediately choose Ouch. not to. Yeah. They, they go in the opposite direction. Like, oh, you're being gifted a Zelina Vega return. And if anyone... I know it's, it would be kayfabe and obviously you'd have to work with suspension of disbelief or whatever. But if you're going to have anyone be like, I'm standing up against this company and do a proper authority figure thing, which I'm not in a huge rush to think about because we've done authority figure whatever long enough, but do something with her. She's a very unique character in real life right now that you can, you know, Put on TV and make a big star out of, and not beat in her first night back. I don't know, it, does, it does. It doesn't matter, but I yeah. would have liked it to matter.
2: Right? Yeah, I think that that's what it comes down to. At the end of the day, it wasn't treated like a big deal when it probably should have been a big deal. Is the the whole sum total of it? It was just very anticlimactic, which is a shame because when you go, oh my god, Selena Vega! Whoa, especially with everything that happened with her, with like the seemingly, you know. Uh, not on the best terms of release, and especially with her actual real life husband, Alistair the Black, then getting released from out of nowhere just after he'd come back and he's got this new character and stuff like that. You would have thought that it might have been some sort of resentment or like ill will towards WWE on their side, but then for her to come back, that's a massive deal. But then WWE, like, oh yeah, the Vega, she's always been here. It's like, no, she hasn't, don't lie to us. And it, and it's classic WWE for them to just completely gaslight the audience and just be like, "No, she's been here the whole time." No, no, she has. No, she's been here. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. She's been here. It's very WWE.
1: publicly not been here.
2: Yeah, very publicly not been there.
1: Yeah, like it's not as if this is Sarah Logan coming back, hmm. where it's like, "Oh, quietly released, maybe bring her back quietly a year later." pretend like nothing happened that's fine yeah it was a big deal (laughs) yeah very big deal yeah
2: Yeah. she was literally like the her and Paige were like the two prime faces of the anti-wwe like no we want to continue our twitch stuff movement that was around the time and (laughs) then just being like hey she's back it's like well where's she been wwe just any sort of kayfabe explanation to be like she had to take some time off or anything at all but they were just like oh it's Zelina vega (laughs) not even treating it like a return like you know it was a bit baffling baffling is what i'd call it um but hey i'm sure she's getting a lot of
1: money out of it and i'm happy for her
2: and you know yeah she gets paid sure whatever is what it is um anyway thanks vaker glad you're back hope it goes well for you hope it gets
1: better here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states
2: Well, let's see what you guys thought. Let's get into some of your Ultra Chats here. Don't forget to uh, get in your Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Link is on the screen right there. Uh, uh, or it's in the top of the description. Go get in your Chats and we'll go through every single one of them. That is five bucks or up before we get out of the show today. Jonathan Hedman comes in to say, so basically, Vega was taken uh, off of pause and is in exactly the same place she was in when she was fired. Not cool. Yeah. Like nothing's changed with Vega. She is exactly the same character wise, persona wise. She's just Zelina Vega. She's been there the whole time guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird really. And it, again, it's not like she was ever pushed as a wrestler. She got a little bit of something right at the end there where she faced Mm -hmm. Oscar, but she probably had like less than 10 matches in WWE before that. I can't say that for sure, because I'd have to look it up, but that was never her deal. She was always Mm -hmm. a manager, and I think that's probably her best role at this point. I think she was much more valuable in the role managing Andrade than she Mm -hmm. was as a wrestler, and now she can't do that. I guess they could put her with someone else, but I don't think there was something special there. With Zelina and Andrade, and they never should have Mm -hmm. broken that up, and they should have actually pushed these people as a unit. But that's a whole other tirade for another time.
2: Yeah. And especially with her as well, I think because she can do like the odd move really, really well, but she's not the best, like overall rounded package as a wrestler, her doing the occasional like she'll get involved and do like a Hurricane Rana to the opponent kind of thing. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Like her getting in and doing the thing because it looks really good. But when she has to do a a full match and all the stuff, that's where the the weaknesses start to be exposed. So I think kind of covering up those weaknesses, doing the occasional interference spot, she's really good at that. So playing up those strengths, I think would be a, a very smart thing to do. But, crikey. Yeah, no, that's not, this isn't the way to do it, I wouldn't say. But <laughs> hey-ho, Android has been released. Uh, also, I just want to say a quick thank you to Dark Cat 18 who's just become a new member on the rest of the podcast channel. Thank you very Woo. much for hitting that join button. Hope you enjoy your emotes and your fancy badges next to your name. Really do appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining. I've uh, also got an ultra chat here from Charles Berg says, Nakamura dressing like a sexy ghost. Corbin giving off Major. Recently divorced Dad and about to eat a frozen pizza and isn't happy about it vibes. Here's a hot take. Otis has tremendous upside. He has a certain Vaderness to him. Big man who can pummel you. Oh man, um, wait we'll- till I like, get to the point in the, the show.
1: <sighs>
2: <sighs> so I have thoughts. Yeah. So we'll talk about each of these points in more detail later. Uh, Nakamura does dress like a sexy ghost. Corbin's character i also have some thoughts on uh-huh. and they're not all bad guys they're uh-huh. not all bad so you know that's something and yeah we'll talk more about otis as well wait no because if we're talking about otis i'll, I'll do it later but we'll ha- we have to do the close-ups because uh, we have to do the <laughs> review from like this far away because that's all the camera work they do when otis is on screen it winds me up He's <laughs> up on the close-ups jesus christ Let's get into the rest of the review right now, though, which started off with uh Edge, which is how the show ended last week. Pretty sure that they did a little recap of last week. Did they just throw in a segment that didn't exist from last week's show of him speaking to DeVille and Pierce? Uh,
1: it was Cause... afterwards. It was like on Talking Smack or something like that, where they announced right. the, the title match.
2: OK, good, because I was going to say, because I thought I was going crazy. I was like, but wasn't the end of the show Edge coming back? When did he have a segment with DeFill and Pierce? Like, I thought I was going crazy. Uh, so, yeah, they, they threw in an extra little segment there. But uh, Edge came out and did a promo. I thought this was a pretty good promo from Edge. Him coming out and just being like, hey, Mania was supposed to be the combination of a 10-year story. Didn't pan out that way. But, hey, you know, I could complain about this thing. I could complain about this other thing. I could complain about all these things. But I'm not going to. I'm like, well, you were dressing them as is- kind of complaining about them but yep. that's fine <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide um but he says he knows he can beat Roman um and he throws up a picture from Wrestlemania of him doing the crossface with like the bit of the chair in Roman's mouth uh and uh he says if you zoom in on Roman's eyes you can see there's fear in them you zoom in on my eyes that's the the eyes of a person that knows they can win uh it was it was a right you know it was a good program got lots of fire um and then he says i am inevitable and i was like that's not a character you should be quoting do you know how that ended for thanos <laughs> mm. bad call edge bad call uh, <laughs> but yeah it, it was all right it was it was a good little promo to start off the show
1: i love edge i know you do i love i love edge a lot so you can take my words as probably biased cuz i do I do start all of Edge's segments with a smile on my face. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think he sold me about 80 or 90% on him getting this rematch. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Whereas last week we were saying, I don't understand why Edge is getting this match. They even show uh, either on this show or a recap of, of past Seth Rollins and Adam Pierce segments where Adam Pearce is like, "Edge, Edge deserves this shot." And Seth is like, "Does he though? Does mm-hmm. he though?" And that's kind of how we were last week where he lost at WrestleMania. He wasn't entitled to a one-on-one shot at the title at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But him going through the things that happened and I don't really count like Daniel Bryan stopping Roman Reigns from tapping out. That's part of a match. It's that's Yeah, he's you know, he's another member of the Triple Threat that's what's gonna happen. But him saying, like, you know, Jay Uso getting involved and costing me the title and everything at WrestleMania, that's not far-fetched to think mm-hmm. that, yeah, he should get another shot at that. And I think that's fine. Elevate that with a really good promo from Edge. Okay, I'm I'm here for it, you know. I'm I'm, I'm here for this match. <laughs> I I wasn't sold on it last week, but just mm. this promo was able to be like, hell yeah, you go get that title, He's not going to, but like yeah, you go get that title that you should have had. You're
2: inevitable. Snap his ass. Let's go. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm still similar to where I was last week. I'm more into this match now than I was last week. I'm not. I still think, you know, Edge doesn't really deserve a title shot. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll probably be a fun match. It's okay. Roman's had worse challenges. He's had Kevin Owens three times in a row. This is better yeah. than that. Uh, So, you know, that's fine. Nothing against Kevin Owens. He just shouldn't have had three title matches in a row uh, on consecutive pay-per-views. Um, after Edge's promo... Uh, we cut backstage and Jimmy Uso walks into Paul Heyman. No Roman Reigns. Uh, and Jimmy Uso walks in. And he's like, hey, it's Roman here. You know, I'm ready to do what we need to do for the family. Uh, and once once Roman's here, we're gonna put down Edge and we're gonna plant our flag as a family. And I was like, okay, Jimmy's being very pro family now Now, obviously you know he had those tendencies from last week and the week before when he kind of raised Roman's hand after the Roman and Ray match uh pre-Helena Selle on Smackdown so then I noticed across the the whole show which I guess I'll just mention now because I mentioned it in my edited review Edge did a promo later which we'll talk about in more detail later but he came out and he was saying what happened to nobody's bitch Jimmy Uso and I was like That's a great point, Edge. What did happen to nobody's bitch, Jimmy Uso? His turn into being, like, full in on the Roman stuff was very quick. Uh, Which, I'm not... This might be the first bit of the Roman story where I'm like, ah, guys, this isn't really working. Mm I don't know. Something about it just... I think because the turn with Jey Uso was so slow, and so, like, he had to go through so many times, and even when he did turn... And still joined Roman. There was still like doubts, and there was still like him fighting back against Roman a little bit, or not necessarily fighting back, but just questioning his choices a lot until he finally completely gave into it and was like, "Yeah, I'm main event." Jey Uso, I'm his right hand man, all that stuff. Jimmy Uso has gone from like, ah, uh, he's because he was still fired up at Roman. Then there was the one promo where Roman started to make him question, and then the week after, he was like, "Yeah, I'm all in now." He's like, "But you haven't had the moment where you turn." There was, yeah, there needs to be like a breaking point where you suddenly go, "Okay, now I'm in." And that just kind of wasn't that for jimmy it 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 just rubs me the wrong way a little bit,
1: yeah, I think you basically covered it the Jey Uso one had a lot of subtlety and nuance and slow character progression where he had to be broken down first and then rebuilt up by Roman and Roman was manipulating him the whole time and in his head and everything like that and then Jimmy Uso comes back and He's out and out against Roman Reigns. Yeah. He is like, I, I'm not I'm not the, the bitch that my brother is. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not with you, man. We should be champions. Not you. I don't care about Roman. It's not about Roman. It's about the Usos. And then Jay tells him to piss off one time and storms out and hasn't been seen since. And then Jimmy's like, all right, family, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I got <laughs> yeah. I I to back Roman Reigns. Roman, like, I don't understand the... He's so passionately pro-Roman now. Yes. Yeah, I think that's it. that Because that moment definitely should have been like a turning point for his character. And he can start moving towards being pro-Roman. But it was like a full 180 degree switch. Mm. I... Yeah. He's like I love Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is my boy. Come on, Us. We're going to go out there. Roman's got my back. Like, why do you think Roman has your back? Roman's yeah. never had your back.
2: I'm I'm hoping that there's some sort of plan that Jimmy's not fully actually in on it. It's some sort of ruse or that you know, Roman has some sort of ruse or something's going on that's not apparent yet. Because I think if it is just, well, Jimmy's on board now, that's really anticlimactic. I'm also hoping, because spoilers for the show, Roman was not on the show at all. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping that where he was, was with Jey Uso. And he was trying to like, console him, comfort him. And next week, both of them will be back. And Roman would be like, I went to go take care of your brother. Where were you, Jimmy? Why weren't you taking <laughs> care of your brother? Like, that sort of thing. Uh, where Jimmy's like, I've been holding down the fort while you were gone. I was being main event, Jimmy Uso, and he's like, You're not main event. Shut up, Jimmy. Shut up, Jimmy. That's what I'm hoping for, anyway. But yeah, it's just been a bit of a sudden turn. That's all. Yeah. Um, but yes, after that, uh, we had a tag team match of really sad Baron Corbin and Apollo Cruz versus Big E and <sighs> King Nakamura. Rick Boogs actually introduced him as Kingsuke Nakamura. And on like, the nameplate, he's called King Nakamura. Uh, I maintain. I like it. I said that as a joke. Yeah. it's a bad idea. Yeah. It's not good. The one good thing about the act between Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs is Pat McAfee. He's yes, the one good thing I, about I this laughed. act. Yeah. Because he's basically just sitting on Michael Cole. Uh, on his head, basically, just dancing along to the music, which is very funny. Uh doesn't justify the act, though, I'll say. Uh, it's a very minor point that makes me laugh, but that's not it. Um, something I did laugh at though, that I thought was quite funny, was Corbin the same way. Well, he's not a king anymore, not a king anymore. His king Nakamura with his king's crown, he's not a king, he's not a king. King Corbin, all across the graphics, as he came out. And then as he came out, the music just cuts out as the announcer goes. Please welcome King. Co- oh, no, sorry. Baron Corbin. And I was like, that's actually quite funny. They're doing a really good job of making Baron Corbin a baby face. So I'm going to be real mad if this isn't a baby face turn for him, because I get <laughs> the feeling that it's not supposed to be a baby face turn. Um, but anyway, they, they have a match. It's a match. Uh, and it gets to a point where, because the script calls for it, because it's time, I suppose, uh, Rick Boogs gets on the mic and says, hey, uh, Corbin, your car's being towed. And then they show on the Titan Tron that Baron Corbin's car is being towed away. And then he he gets distracted, Biggie hits a big ending, and he gets pinned. And then he's very sad. I just want to cheer Corbin. He's a very sad man. And everyone's being very mean to him. Just leave him yeah. alone. He's just a sad man who's lost his crown. Leave him alone.
1: So my thoughts on all of this,
2: Mm. I
1: actually now I could very easily have watched this and being like just more rematches in it. Mm -hmm. We're just putting the rematch people together for another rematch. But for some reason, just just didn't bother me this week. You know, Mm. maybe it was because I I watched, I think, four half hour long New Japan matches yesterday. So I was just in a positive mood, but Mm -hmm. it it just wasn't something that, that bothered me as much this time. I thought this match had a very good execution in the sense that mm-hmm. how often do we see wins and losses, nothing matters, nothing changes, rematch, 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 we go on and on forever and ever Amen. That. that has been the story of SmackDown for like the last three months. Corbin losing the crown has mattered.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not in the grand scheme of Nakamura winning it, because Nakamura is still in the same place in the card, But Corbin's character has changed. Yeah. Corbin's character has had a drastic change since losing this crown. And I'm, I know that we're headed in a really rough direction with this. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's making it really hard for me to get invested in this. But for this week, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing Corbin come out with like a different entrance. He, he, he reacted to his loss. It's all making sense so far. I, I get. They say afterwards that he's just lost all of his money at the same time, which <laughs> somehow it feels a little bit out of place. I think they were just like, we need to make him so sad. Yeah, like the saddest man of all time. Yeah. So that that was like another thing. But like, okay, fine, I can roll with that. They do the entrance bit, which. I think is kind, it's both kind of stupid and also kind of all right. Because, yeah. like, come on, you've had two weeks to do this. You couldn't update his Titan Tron before he's making his entrance. Like, yep. they hit the button and he starts walking and they're like, crap, it says oh, King no. on it. You yeah. can't have that. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, I liked that things mattered in this storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that. And then as we continued onward, I don't know if we're just going to get right into the backstage segment. We might as well, yeah rick boogs is an insufferable dickhead yeah and i'm supposed sure to like rick boogs yeah like i get it that corbin has been kind of like heel number one nobody likes him for like five years but rick boogs isn't even being like a witty
2: dickhead he's just being a dickhead mm-hmm. yeah yeah I he didn't comes like in that part. No so he comes in and he cuts a, v- a bunch of very unfunny king puns to Corbin as Corbin's just trying to walk away Boog's literally like runs up to him just to bully the man like he's being a dick uh, and Corbin just kind of very kindly is just, well to a degree kindly of, like he's he's righteously annoyed and he's like do you think this is funny just and it, and the thing is he's not shouting he's not being aggressive he's literally just talking to him to like do you think this is funny kicking a man while he's down and says, you know what? That's this is what I say to you and to everyone else out there. Screw you, man! And then walks away. I'm like, I feel bad, but you're just being bullied by everyone. Yeah, it's so mean to to poor Baron Corbin. Never thought I'd be saying that. Um, and I, okay. I, I want to cheer him.
1: I glossed over it mm-hmm. before, and I can't get away from this. Yeah, the fact that they've trademarked. Happy Corbin, which we talked about last week. <laughs> yeah, I, was it, gonna get to that. I can see the train wreck a mile down the road. Yeah, I can see it. And it's it's fine now. I'm not there yet, but I mm-hmm. know give it another couple weeks and we're going to get to Happy Corbin and it's going to suck. I have no faith that that angle is going to be any good. And I just oh, it's right there and I know it's coming, but uh, I'm dreading it.
2: Yeah, it's genuinely, it's going to be awful. Yeah, they, they they, they, have trademarked Happy Corbin, and I don't know whether it's going to be he's going to come back as a shorty G level of repackaging where he's suddenly going to be a man called Happy Corbin, or it's going to be another thing where Rick Booze and Shinsuke Nakamura just start calling him Happy Corbin because he's so sad and it's going to be like a thing where he's the saddest man ever. And everyone calls him happy Corbin because that's very funny. Um, I don't know what one it's going to be. Both of them sound pretty bad. I'll be honest. Uh, but, you know, maybe they'll pull something out. Corbin's been really good in this role. I'll give him props here. I think Corbin has played his role really well of the saddest man alive. He's growing a little gross like depression beard. It's it's great. Uh, do more of it. Uh yeah, I I quite like Corbin in this role. I, I I like I like Corbin now. I can't believe I just said that. It's I like the Corbin. most
1: it's the most engaged I've ever been with with Baron yeah. Corbin's character.
2: Yeah, it's better aside, than him aside from his time in NXT. I'll say because I think when it, like his initial run in NXT, I was sure. I was quite into. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know that I would necessarily connect with like his character at that time, but I definitely wasn't. I wasn't like. Burnt out on just heel Baron Corbin doing terrible True. King promos and making Roman Reigns eat dog food and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. We've gone through the last five years of him on the main roster, and now I'm, fu- I found something where I was like, I'm interested in what he does, mm-hmm. but still also terrified of where we're going.
2: right. Ah, well, I've just seen something in the chat. Hold on. Uh, oh. from Crystal Bain here Corbin literally tried to kill Rey Mysterio and Black at last year's Money in the Bank, though. No, no, no. There was a smaller roof underneath the big roof. It wasn't attempted murder. Don't worry. There was a smaller roof. It's fine.
1: <laughs> you can never forget God. about the smaller roof. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but yes, all, all the people who are saying, oh, he's the bully. He's the villain. Why are people feeling sorry for him? This is everything that I said last week, basically, where I was mm-hmm. like, I, I just don't think I'm ever going to be able to cheer Corbin.
2: But he's doing a really good job. He's doing a great job. He's so really sad. Look at his sad face. Look at his sad face and tell me you want to boo that sad face. You can't because it's it's he's a, he's got a sad face. You can't boo the sad face. Anyway, we've talked for way too long about that. Uh, we've then got uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair had a face-to-face. And you know what? Their feud isn't about laughing anymore. Mm-hmm. It was kind of serious. Bailey was like, hey, I'm going to beat you because I'm the best. Bianca Belair said... Uh, yeah, the only way this is going to end because you keep coming after me and my title is that, you know, I have to embarrass you. So I'm going to challenge you to an I quit match at Money in the Bank. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then Bailey says, hey, I've never quit from anything in my life. You do realize this is a terrible idea. I literally never quit from anything. Right. And then Bianca's, she does laugh a little bit, not the annoying laugh, just a little laugh. And then Bailey's like, well, what's so funny? And she says, well, It's funny how I've wanted you to shut up for so long, but I actually now want you to talk a little bit more just to say the words, I quit. And I was like, this is a good promo segment. What's happened? Why, where was this for months on end? Since like mania, where has all this been? Why has the feud been about laughing and Bailey going on all the Thunderdome screens? This is the stuff that we wanted to see out of this feud. God, it's a little bit too little too late for me because I'm really not interested in the feud at all now, but at least this was a good promo segment.
1: That is exactly how I feel about it, honestly, mm. cuz I still I still maintain that them using the Hell in a Cell as just the middle point of this rivalry is not what you should do. That is no. that is a criminal sin in the the scope of WWE. But <laughs> yeah. if we're going again, at least the segment was good. Yeah, exactly. This is the- This is another one of the things where I was like... I didn't hate this show watching it like I hated last week's show. I might... I put out of my mind for a moment that... Okay, we're getting nothing but rematches. Deal with that. Is the show this week any good? And a lot of the time, these promos have sucked. This week, they were good. It was like that one promo that we got where Bailey was on the big screen. She wasn't laughing... And she just, you know, cut a really good heel promo about beating Bianca Belair. If we'd gotten three months of that, maybe
2: I wouldn't have hated this so so yeah. much for this point because this was really good. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's it's what people wanted when they saw a Bayley versus Bianca Belair feud. It's like, well, this is the kind of stuff we wanted, not laughing. Um <laughs> So yeah, I quit matching Money in the Bank. I'm quite excited for it. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think Bayley saying I quit is going to be the end of the feud. And we're going to have a new challenger for Bianca afterwards. Fingers crossed, eh? (laughs) Honestly. I've said that one before. Oh, man. I I must also
1: say very quickly uh, that I really like that they're doing I quit matches with other people, Mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like John Cena kind of just killed the I quit match stipulation at a point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first couple that he did were good. His match with JBL in '05 was a great I quit match. And then his match with uh, Randy Orton in 2009 was a fantabulous I quit match. I love that mm-hmm. match. That might be my favorite yeah. Randy Orton match. We got those two. And the Randy Orton match was the beginning of the John Cena never give up. I don't quit character. Yeah. And then we got the I quit matches that just kept coming after that, where it's like, we know John Cena is never going to win. And so it made the stipulation itself just kind of like, Oh, again, a match that no one could possibly care about. Did it with Batista. He did it with with the Miz. did It with Rusev. I don't think he did it with Bray Wyatt, but like every rivalry he had for a while had to go through an I quit match. And it was so bad, but I quit match is a really cool, good stipulation that you really have to play with, you know, because the babyface can't quit. That's that's not babyface like. But what right. happens if you push them to that point? Like that's a right. really intriguing concept that they haven't used in enough matches and everything over the years. And now that we're getting it with different baby faces like a Bianca Belair, who's still very like virtuous. I'm not going to quit. But we don't know that yet. Yeah. You put her, you strangle her with her own hair
2: or or do
1: something crazy, do, yeah. pulmonize both her legs. I don't know. Maybe she'll quit.
2: Yeah. And no, like Bailey's a... promo, immediately after when she accepted the IQ I was like, damn, she's got a point. Maybe Bailey uh-huh. is going to win. Like it, it had, I don't think she's going to, but it part of that little seed of doubt just in the back of the mind to be like, well, maybe Bailey yeah. could win. And that's exactly what you want from a match like this. So yeah, very yeah. excited for it. Very um much, yeah. We had another backstage promo from Jimmy Uso. Goes to Paul Heyman again. Roman's still not there. Uh, and he's saying, well, where's Roman, man? I, you know, when he gets here, we're going to take down Edge. It's going to be great. And then he kind of, Paul doesn't say anything, but Jimmy kind of convinces himself that he needs to be main event Jimmy Uso and go out and, and beat up Edge on behalf of Roman. He doesn't need Roman. He can do it himself. Really like Paul Heyman in the segment. Didn't say a word. Had all of the facial expressions through the whole thing. It was great. Yeah, cool. Like Jimmy Jimmy getting in his own head of what he needs to do to impress Roman. Makes sense. Like it. Cool.
1: Paul Heyman is just the best non-wrestler. His right. facial expressions every time are the absolute pinnacle. If you ever want to watch how to do the little things in wrestling, in a promo segment, watch Paul Heyman. Yeah. Because he can tell such a story with no words. He's just fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Sorry, I'm. Feel for time. I need to put my headset on to charge. It's dying. <laughs> go on to the next
1: segment. Yeah. I don't know what the next segment was, Pete. You're it's the one. Kevin who... Owens and Sami Zayn in a last man standing match. Oh good. This was a really fun match. Typically last man standing matches aren't the most exciting things in the world because obviously you have to stop and wait for the referee to count. But when you've got guys like this, you can you can pull it off. You can pull off a good last man standing match when it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They did some spots here that I I recognized from previous last man standing matches including ones with kevin owens because uh that that double table push over the 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 turnbuckle spot was from his Mm -hmm. match with dean ambrose at the royal rumble which was also a last man standing match
2: i remember remember
1: remember things um kevin owens got the win in this match
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that kind of made me sad Mm -hmm. i was i was i was it doesn't matter because I don't think really either of them was going to win this and win the Money in the Bank match, you know. But I was sitting there thinking like, oh, man, Sami Zayn, Mr. Money in the Bank would be really fun. That like would be cons- very fun. conspiracy theorist Sami Zayn, but also has the key to being world champion. Should he pull it off at any point? I was like, that's a really fun idea. I don't think even if he would have qualified, he would have won. But I don't know. Something about it, I was like, oh, that's a, that's a fun idea. That's intriguing.
2: You know, there's there's one story that they've not done with Money in the Bank yet, which is that whoever wins it has a year to cash it in. Uh-huh. They've never done a story where someone's running out of time to cash oh, it
1: in. Pete. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. I I have been pitching this idea to my friends for like six years. Right. Legit, I had a whole thing worked out
2: in my mind for exactly that. And it would fit perfectly with Sami Zayn. Conspiracy theorist. He keeps trying to cash it in, and every time just keeps getting stopped by something else. And he's like, How does everything keep stopping me from cashing in? I had the perfect opportunity, it was right there. And this thing happened, or this person stopped me, or the referee wasn't there, or whatever. And he just keeps getting screwed at screwed out of it every single time. It would be a good story, I think. Who knows?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and and it would yeah. be different. Be different. We've so different. seen the same thing with Money in the Bank for so long. There's been so little creativity used with Money in the Bank.
2: Oh, yeah. Man. And how many times? Because, again, a really fun story is someone winning Money in the Bank and cashing it in on the same night to become a champion. We've seen it like three times now, though, or maybe more. We had more. Kane, Kane, Dean, Bailey
1: bliss
2: oh yeah bliss did it as well crikey yeah was bliss on that show or was bliss it- no it was yeah bliss it was won it at money in the bank and then ronda won it at SummerSlam, right yep so that's four
1: yeah is that it i think, it? That, I that think that's all times? of them yeah i think God. that's all of them
2: and that's yeah like i i get it that's a fun that's a fun concept that's a fun story i like that not four times though like you can't just keep doing the same thing. And it's such a short space of time as well. Like money in the bank has only been going on for not that long in the grand scheme of wrestling. Um, yeah. So to do that story four times is such a short space of time. I do some other stuff. That's a, comp- we're getting so sidetracked, but you know, <laughs> no, but it, it. it also means that
1: you don't have money in the bank briefcase running around that year. And that's exactly. lame. That's like yeah. a fun extra wrinkle to WWE programming. Mm-hmm. and then you just don't have that anymore and then add in the another like 10 times that someone has cashed in within the next month and a half after the pay-per-view it's just it's it's, it's not fun it's not fun that way yeah. you could do something yeah. really cool and different like oh, i won't get into it here because i did have like a full like two-year storyline plan mm-hmm. for for a money in the bank cash in that just couldn't couldn't happen and, and everything like that it's if there's something to that. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Put me on the W writing team for one week. I'll pitch that idea and quit.
2: It's going to say you do not want to be there for any stretch of time. No. Um, but uh, yeah, this last man standing match, it was really fun. Really good TV match, I thought. Don't mm-hmm. understand how it wasn't the main event, but sure, yeah. whatever. Um, I had a couple things that I didn't like about it. It was really, really fun and I really enjoyed it. One of the best TV matches they've had in a little bit. I didn't like how easily Kevin Owens stood up from some stuff. Um, going through the double table spot, got up really quick. Uh, got up at seven from a Halluva kick. and I was like, that's Sammy's finisher. He should probably get up at nine for that. Then there was two more Halluva kicks. And sure, Owens rolled out to get on his feet, so he didn't really stand up from it. But also, that's three Halluva kicks. Like, you should probably just lose from that. It was a bit like, uh. But then... The finish kind of redeemed that for me. Cause Owens just decided to murder Sammy. Good God. <laughs> Hit, pop up powerbomb, stunner, took him out, power bomb through the announced desk, power bomb through a table that was there. Powerbomb onto the corner of the apron. And I was like, My God. And that was all. One after the next, after the next, after the next, after the next. Okay, count him. He's down. And he was. Um really like that he won with the power bomb and the apron with all their history and like NXT and stuff. And mm-hmm. putting Sammy out with the power bomb and the apron. I was like, that's cool. Um yeah, it was just a very fun ending to the match I thought. Couple little criticisms but overall very very fun.
1: Yeah, I think this made this a uh, very enjoyable smackdown. I mean if
2: mm. I know we've been seeing Kevin
1: Owens and Sami Zayn wrestle non-stop over and over again, but I mean at the end of the day it's still Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You put them in the ring and it's going to be entertaining. I this is not related to this match. This is more just a Kevin Owens WWE thing. Mm -hmm. I'm very sad that they just kind of stopped treating the apron powerbomb like a deadly move. Right. You know, like I wanted that to be, you only pull it out in the big storylines. That's like an angle every time where you do it and the guy's out for like weeks. The big deal. And then it just kind of became like, oh, now it's just a move that ends matches. Now it's just a near fall.
2: Now it's just a move. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was kinda like, oh man. It was the closest we could get to him hitting the package pile driver in WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And totally. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that one one of these times, mm-hmm. one of these times, he's gonna hook Sammy Zayn and just plant him with a mm-hmm. with a package pile driver. I, I would go to WWE. Lose our minds. I, I would go to WWE to take a package pile driver and retire and put the move over. <laughs> <laughs> I would sacrifice my entire, my body <laughs> just to put the move over. But it's so good. Oh man. I, I, it's just like a minor, like Kevin Owens WWE thing, not having to do with this match. I just really like that yeah. move and wish it had been uh, protected a little bit more.
2: I agree. Uh, we got a backstage promo from edge saying that he knows that Jimmy Oso is setting him a trap because Roman's going to come out and attack and it'll be two and one, but he doesn't care. He's going to do it anyway. All right. Uh, We then got the backstage promo where Rick Boogs is a dickhead to Corbin that we've already spoken about. Cool. We then got Sonya Deville coming out to announce Selena Vega, which we already spoke about. Lid Morgan comes out and then she wins in two minutes. Cool. Uh, Seth Rollins was backstage after that. I thought he cut a wonderful little promo here. I really like this promo from Seth Rollins. Him coming in and introducing himself and just being like, hey, you guys know me. Seth Rollins, former WWE champion, former Universal champion, Grand Slam champion, Money in the Bank winner. They're like, uh, we know who you are. He's like, oh, really? Because it seems like you forgot about me. I was like, that's, he's good. Um, And he's saying, why did you give the title shot to Edge and not to me? You know, Edge doesn't deserve it. You already fought me at WrestleMania. I'm Seth Rollins. You, you said you were going to give it to me, etc." And then, and then they said, It's fine, Seth. Don't worry about it. You can qualify for Money in the Bank. All you have to do is beat Cesaro next week. And I went, oh, for God's sake! Seth versus Cesaro again!
1: They can't help themselves. God. They can't help themselves. Because they they announced later that Nakamura and Corbin are going to have a Money in the Bank qualifier. Yes,
2: they are! Just switch them! Swap them!
1: Swap them over! Do Nakamura and Seth and then yeah. Corbin and Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. God. why is that so hard? Oh, but man. as for this promo, Seth is making way too much sense, right? To be, to be he sure here. is, sure is. You know, like I didn't. He he said nothing but truth. Yeah, and a like this. And also the the Zelina Vega, uh, Liv Morgan, Carmella whole deal that's been going on. I don't think that these authority figures are supposed to be heels. Sonya Deville is kind of like in the middle. Mm -hmm. She's teasing dissent between them. But I don't feel like I'm supposed to boo the authority figures in this case. But I am because they're inept. Yeah, because they're wrong. They're wrong. And I, oh, I hate it. This is why William Regal is like the perfect, most amazing authority figure, because you never feel this way about his decisions.
2: Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Or at the very least, lame. he can make a decision that you question, but then he'd give you a reason and you go, oh, okay, I can see why you did that. There's no excuse for this. No. It's just, oh man, it, they suck. Um... It's fine. Seth was great, though. I really yeah. like his, his 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 promos lately have been really good. Uh, Seth's always been a very good promo. Uh, well, not always, but he's been very good since like 2016 or whenever. Um, basically, since the Shield split, I think he's been pretty good. Um, he definitely came into his own when he had that that solo run as WWE champion. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm just happy that Seth, it, it seems to me at the very least, Seth is gonna start getting annoyed with Edge because he got the title shot, which leads into the booking that I think they're gonna do to set up Seth versus Edge at SummerSlam, which is Seth might cost Edge at money in the bank. And then you have Seth the Edge at SummerSlam, which would be
1: fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the most logical path there. I I don't want Roman's match to involve a DQ no, or something neither. like that. Like I just want no. them to have a really good match. Because yeah. a, a singles match with Roman and Edge should be fantastic. And that mm. the, that is the match as Edge is my favorite guy and Roman is my favorite current guy. That's the dream match that I just want to see. Yeah. And I don't want all this chicanery to mess it up, but I also know that's probably how we're going to go.
2: I mean, we could also just do Roman v. Edge, Roman wins, and then post-match, Seth comes out and beats up Edge. It's possible. It happen. Yep. But- who knows? Uh, we then got Otis versus uh, Angelo Dawkins. Otis wins. Otis and do this, man. Hold on. Because <clears throat> we're doing an Otis segment. Uh, this is the kind of shot that they do for Otis. So this is the review we're doing. Uh, <laughs> so they do lots of close-ups for Otis now with his new look. Uh, so they did pretty much the same thing as last week, except he killed him in an actual match this time. And uh and then they, he won in about two minutes and the treating Otis like a massive deal. Lots of close ups on his face now. It's the worst. I hate it. I'm really uncomfortable just sitting like this. So I can only imagine how Otis feels getting the new look and them going like look at Otis now. Look at he's such a killer. Whoa, the whole time. God, I can't even do it anymore. It's the worst. Um yeah. It's fine. The treating note is like a big deal, and he's winning a lot. He seems alright in the ring. Not a huge fan of the look or the close-ups, but it's something. Give him that. They're pushing
1: okay, so so I have <laughs> I have some thoughts. I have some <laughs> thoughts about this segment about Otis. I'll I enjoyed this segment because I like people being pushed as a big deal. And I like that this is a new face that we could theoretically see in, in woven into different storylines on this show. My only problem is. Why couldn't they have done this when he was Mr. Money in the Bank? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a
1: good point. For God's sake, he was being given a push. They killed his push, dead. They ruined Money in the Bank for a year. And now they're giving him the big push. Why couldn't we have done this from the start?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) it's a good point I, I i i don't want to talk about it anymore because i have nothing else to say uh it's it's, it's Dawkins got beaten it was two minutes cool jimmy uso in gorilla position uh paul Heyman's also there and he still says oh roman's still not here but it's fine and paul Heyman says hey roman works on the tribal chief schedule that's what he does but everything he does he does for family what he needs you to do is go out and be main event jimmy uso and jimmy's like yeah I will be main event Jimmy Uso. I will go and stop Edge. And then he didn't. Uh, He did not. He went out and he calls out Edge. Edge comes out, cuts a promo and says, what happened to nobody's bitch, Jimmy? And Jimmy's like, what do you mean? (sighs) Come on, Jimmy. Uh, And then Jimmy comes around and he keeps looking around for Roman to come and help him. But he didn't, obviously. Uh, Kind of misunderstanding what Paul Heyman meant, I think, uh, is, is the vibe I got off this. And Edge just beats him up jimmy gets a super kick in once uh but then he gets distracted because he keeps looking around for roman and then edge just beats him up makes him tap out a couple times and then uh does the the same crossface with the bit of the chair that he showed earlier in the show at wrestlemania and uh then he says he doesn't stop and he's inevitable please stop quoting thanos it's not gonna go well for you buddy didn't go well for him no roman (laughs) on the show and that's how it went off the air
1: I right. would not have thought that a completely Roman Reigns list SmackDown would have been my favorite show that they've done recently. Yeah, right? Isn't that you know? wild? Absolutely wild. I would not have. I would not have guessed that whatsoever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like Edge. Edge, I think, is doing. He's being put in a situation that doesn't make sense storyline wise very much, but he is doing a very good job to me, making me excited to see this match. So I I give him major props for that. He's he's the man. I love him. I had another point that I wanted to make. That's right. Okay. I feel like a large portion of why I really connected with the Roman Reigns Jey Uso storyline is because I always felt like I had a finger on the pulse of what Roman's endgame was. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like I knew what Roman Reigns was doing. He was a dick, but... It's like, I knew how he was treating Jay Uso and I knew what his goals were. I don't feel like I know what he's doing with Jimmy Uso. Because mm. you wanted him to acknowledge you and he didn't. And I get that. And maybe he's just cranky about that. But now he is and he's still alienating him. And yeah. that's not to say that it won't make sense. But as it's happening, I don't, know where we're going like i'm driving in the dark and i would like to know the destination a little bit just a little bit give me an idea let me turn my headlights on you know (laughs) don't let me see the end of the road i still want to be surprised i still want to like enjoy the storyline and you know have them tell it to me as opposed to just figure it all out Mm -hmm. but i feel like i need a little bit of direction i need to know a little bit of where we're going here
2: yeah, I think I agree with you. And especially for me as well, it's it's the same but also for for Jimmy as well at the same time in that I don't quite get why his turn happened completely. And I don't know his end game for Roman if there is an end game. If he if he is just on Roman's side entirely now or if he is, you know, holding out if he's got some sort of plan that we don't know yet or whatever it may be. I I'm not quite on the same vibe as I was for for Jay as well. So I'm 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 totally with you. Um but maybe it'll play out. Maybe we'll you know, the Roman story has been pretty much spot on, with very few exceptions so far. So <laughs> hopefully this will play itself out and we'll look back and we'll go, oh, it does make sense now, actually. So that's the fingers, yeah. fingers crossed for that. Um so overall, I thought this was an episode of SmackDown. Uh it was better than what it's been recently. Not amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but Was good. There was solid stuff. Weirdly, I thought that the Roman stuff was less good this week, but everything else that was normally really bad was actually better. So I'd give it a three out of five. It was alright.
1: Yeah, I might, I might, I might surprise some, some people. I'm, I'm go gonna go Tempest. with. I'm gonna go with a four out of five on this on this show.
2: Tempest, I cannot believe you're so negative. Because most people went for three out of five <laughs> 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 on our yeah. community tab. Fifty-eight percent of people went for a three out of five, and twenty-one percent went higher with a four out of five. Tempest, I cannot believe you're so negative all the I'm time. I'm just
1: so negative, Pete. Yeah. I like yeah. I like the show. You know, I I enjoyed the show. Again, there were things on it where I can I can take myself out of. Things that don't make sense and just watch it for two hours. I watched this show in a vacuum, mm-hmm. you know. And for a two hour show, you had the Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair promo. I liked the Corbin stuff. I liked Otis's push. I liked the last man standing match. And I like both the Edge segments. Like there wasn't a whole lot on this show to dislike other than like the Zelina Vega stuff. That was really the only big negative on here for me.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Um, and we can see there's some stuff coming that might be bad in terms of rematches next week which i'm not all that excited for and also happy Corbin, Mm -hmm. which might be terrible might not Before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here, we need to say thank you to some very special people, first of all, and those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. If you've not been to WrestleTalk's Patreon page yet, we've just done a little bit of a relaunch, a soft relaunch, that is. Uh, we've changed up how the mailbag works. We've got the fan. mania is now a perk for the WrestleTalk Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Uh, the suggestions post for WrestleTalk Extra for this month is up, which means if you're at the $25 or above tier, you can vote. Uh, you can suggest what show Oni and Luke should review uh, for this month. One of the retro shows they review for WrestleTalk Extra. Um, and also at the $25 above tier. That post is up now, by the way. Uh, also from the $25 and up tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets ran out on a show much like this one. So thank you to NJ Hornsberg. Woo! Woo. Thank you very much.
1: The mayor of Painesville,
2: Dan. Dan, yeah. Dan, Dan, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Ryan Disco Stewart. Woo. Yeah. Thank
1: you. $100 man, C.D. Horver.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Super kick, Nick Mizesco. Yes. Thank you very much. The Kessel Run, DX Solo. Hell yeah, thank you very much. The Cyclone, Brandon Syers. Thank you. Fantastic Mr. Good Old Fox. Yeah. Thank you very much. WrestleTalks personal ring announcer. Rodrigo Bernitez. Yes. Woo! Thank you very much.
1: No one names their kid this anymore.
2: Larry. Yeah. Thank you very much, Larry. Chris, the Cypriot sensation. Patru. Woo. Yeah. Thank you very much. And Will, always mark out for Ollie, Landrum. Yeah. What a terrible choice. Terrible yeah. choice, Well, Don't mark out for Ollie. He's the Excellent. worst. Anyway, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Mayor of Painesville, Dan, 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 yet again, comes in to say, uh, Hey guys, I personally would consider Vega's return a big error on her part. I mean, personal reasons are fine, but career-wise, this probably will be a mistake. By the way, Tempest, the bet is on. Yeah, we the need bet. to agree.
1: The bet. I think Dan is out to lunch because um, Dan doesn't think they're ever going to bring back no more words for Jeff Hardy. Okay. And I think they do. I, I, he I mean, they've spoken his, about it a lot. It's a thing. They are teasing it on Twitter. And I know yeah. WWE likes to play with their audience's emotions. Mm-hmm. I think this could literally happen by the end of the month. It's like Possibly, oh, yeah. the first Raw back with a crowd. Whose music is that? Time is coming. for words. Such a good song. I think it's happening. Mm. As for the Zelina Vega stuff. She's probably getting a lot of money. Yeah, and you know know, what? I complain. She's getting paid. She's getting paid. Good for her. And also, if the Twitch streams and everything are anything to go off of, it sounds like Alistair Black wants to work for WWE, and they're married. You know, so if they both end up back, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And they'll probably make a lot of money. Selfishly. Yeah, I wanted to see her in AEW with Andrade again because mm-hmm. that is when both of them were like at their best. Yeah, but it's not my career. She's making money, yep. so good for her.
2: Yep, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Love this name. Got a, a uh, an ultra here from Terror Tits. Great yep. name. Brutality. Uh, uh, Smackdown reminds me of any Missy Elliott song. Instead of remix, it's rematch. Can't wait for next rematch, rematch week. Another Corbin, by the way, amazing promos. Is he face now? Slash Kingskay and a Cesaro Rollins again and felt like Zayn should win. So yeah. A lot of thoughts in one Ultra chat. That was that was a lot. I mean, uh, basically recaps all of our thoughts from the whole show. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of rematches. Kingskay. Uh, and yeah, we, we already said that we thought that Zayn maybe should have... Uh, should have taken the W here. Mm-hmm. The W. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Cool. Thank you. Uh, and we got one more here from Blake Hoops uh, that says, what are you guys, Edge dream matches? Hashtag for life. Uh, there's not many left, honestly, uh, because Edge is kind of on that, that out stage of his career. Um, there's, there's not many people where I'll be like, well, this will be like a, a best match I've ever seen kind of thing at this point. I would like to see Edge versus AJ Styles. That's just me though, because I really like AJ. And maybe Edge versus Cesaro. I think that could be very fun. That's about it. I mean,
1: I I I would like to see Edge wrestle like every major wrestler in the world. I don't think he's going to. He's he's a WWE guy through and through. And that's that's cool. You know, that I he was a guy when he talked about being offered a contract with AEW and everything. I was like kind of want him to stay in WWE there's mm-hmm. some guys that just are WWE guys and yeah. I, I was happy to see him return at the Royal Rumble and everything like that I think that fit as for dream matches I think the Seth Rollins match is going to be really good I've yeah. been excited to see that match for a long time I also want to see him wrestle AJ Styles I would like to mm-hmm. see him wrestle people like Finn Balor and Adam Cole I think those would be those would be a lot of fun
2: yeah
1: beyond that aren't a whole lot of people that really jump out to me if he was a, a traveling carny wrestler i would like to see him wrestle kenny omega and a million other people in in aew and whatnot yeah. and even in new japan i don't i don't know how any of that would work out but edge is my favorite wrestler and him against every major wrestler ever would uh would tickle my fancy
2: edge versus coach rebushy That would be fun.
1: Edge versus Shingo Takagi.
2: Yeah. Spicy. Spicy. Oh, yeah. Love it. I've got got an email here, uh, Tempest, from uh, Juan uh, that says, hey, I don't know if it's a sensitive topic. If it is, uh, then don't answer. But didn't you, Pete, have a YouTube channel where you play Pokemon? What happened? It's not a sensitive topic at all. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I had a YouTube channel. It was cool. Lasted for like three and a half years. And then I just kind of stopped doing it because I had other priorities. Didn't have the time. Kind of lost the passion for it a little bit. And especially because I, I kind of stopped. The, the main focus of the, um, the channel was doing competitive Pokemon and playing in like a mm-hmm. uh, uh, draft leagues and stuff, and I kind of just stopped doing that, because I didn't really want to play competitive anymore, so I didn't have the drive to really make many videos, so I just kind of stopped making videos for it. So yeah, it's not a big deal, I just kind of stopped. Hey-ho. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I, feel I that. I, I, get, I tried doing like... sometimes. Yeah, I tried doing like let's uh, Let's Plays and stuff like that for various games, and I get like... 10, 15 episodes in, I'd be like, eh, kind of bored now. Don't really want to. Uh, so yeah, I, I shifted focus to the competitive side. And I did, <clears throat> on for a while, I was streaming Shiny Hunting on Twitch. Um, but I never really liked Shiny Hunting. I did it for a <laughs> long time uh, yeah. because it was popular and people came out and they watched it and I was having a good time talking to the chat while also just happened to be Shiny Hunting at the same time. But it was never really about the shiny hunting. It was always about talking to the chat. But then, I didn't really have the drive to do shiny hunting either because it's kind of boring. Not gonna oh, lie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, didn't, I didn't. I stopped doing that too. So then the channel just kind of fizzled out. I was gonna do a big like. Um, here, here's an exclusive for all the uh, for all of the the fans of my old uh, <laughs> Pokemon YouTube channel out there. Um, I was gonna do. Has like, a farewell to the channel, because I knew I wanted to stop self-uploading. I was going to do a month solid of uploads, which was going to be... I was going to do them all in advance. I'm going to take, like, three, four months to get all of these uploads sorted. And I'm going to do 30 videos. And each of them was going to be, like, something that I'd done on the channel in the past. So i do, like, one episode of, like, this showdown battle i do one episode of like this quiz show that i used to host i do one episode of this thing and one episode of that thing and it would all be like all the series that i've done in my time on the three and a half years was, like a big like farewell to the channel kind of thing uh, and i completely burnt myself out doing it because there was yeah, a reason that i was gonna say. stop <laughs> yeah uh because that was the reason i was gonna stop uploading in the first place because i didn't really want to do it so making this uh i did maybe i completed Maybe like 12 or 13 of these videos, I want to say. Um, but because I put myself under a, a time pressure, because I was like, well, I need to do it in September because it's 30 days in September. I can't delay it to October because it's 31 days in October. That doesn't make any sense. Um, it was Madness. dumb. And then, I, and then I delayed it to November, and then I delayed it to January, and then I just didn't do it. Um, and then I just, just stopped. But it was going to be the third oh, – I was going to say the name of the channel then. That's a terrible idea. I'm not going to have people go look for it. Um <laughs> It was going to be the 30 days of the channel name. Uh, and then I was going to do all these videos, but I'd, I never got around to it because I just burnt myself out. And I was like, you know what? My mental health is more important than doing a big farewell. Just going to stop. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. Not really sensitive topic. Um, Juan continues in the email. say <clears throat> say, by the way, when I watched Bojack Horseman, I didn't know about the Christmas special. So I watched it after I ended the series and it was, and it was good to watch a nice little episode after all the heartbreak. Christmas special is very good uh much like the rest of the show but that's a good show and he finishes off by saying have a nice uh have a nice day have a larry uh so we can we can have a look at larry hold on oh let's screen share you, larry oh hey
1: oh what a, good boy. Uh, what
2: a good boy look at the eyes oh <clears throat> excuse me look at that snout oh incredibly boopable right just very, very so many adorable. different kinds of
1: booping. I wonder. I don't know what kind of dog that is. Looks. No it looks almost kind of like wiener dog esque. I don't know if that's because of the camera shot. You know, it just yeah. looks
2: really long. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like the body shape seems almost like yeah, like like sausage doggy.
1: Yeah, like not... short
2: legs and yeah. long, long uh, torso but that might just be the perspective of the shot. Um, but thank you very much for that, uh, Juan. <clears throat> Have you got anything else exciting coming up, Tempest? I'm going to if the beach today. You're going to the beach?
1: Yeah. God. I, I haven't What's been time? to a beach in like two years.
2: <laughs> yeah. God. I don't know when the last time I went to a beach.
1: Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. I I don't know. It was very, very last minute uh, decision. Uh, a yeah. friend, friend of mine that I also don't think I've seen in probably a year and a half or or more, was just kind of like, "Hey, wanna wanna do something tomorrow?" I was like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, I, I finish I finish all my work stuff usually around like eleven thirty or twelve, and then I'm done for the rest of the day. Um, which shout out to this awesome job lets me finish hey. work at around eleven thirty or twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they were just kind of like. Let's uh, let's go to the beach. And I was like, oh, damn, okay. We're actually like making real plans. Not just, yeah. hey, let's go and just sit in a basement and hang out. Like, no, yeah. we actually got to go somewhere. So I'm going to be driving for like three hours today. But it'll be yeah. worth it for a nice day. The weather app has been just off its rocker this week. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be nothing but thunderstorms in Toronto for like 10 straight days. And of course, you can't trust the weather app. The weather app might as well not exist. And now Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like just bright and sunny and clear for the whole weekend. It was bright and sunny on Wednesday, which is when I went to uh, the patio. I don't know. know.
2: (laughs) You never know. You never. It's
1: it's very. It's very hard to make plans that way. (laughs) But if you can make the last minute plans and just book around the changing weather we should be in for a, a nice enough day at the beach at least.
2: Yeah. No, that's a, That sounds lovely. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Uh, I had a funny thing yesterday, actually, um, where I, uh, I called my mom cause it was her birthday yesterday. So I gave her a call and she'd, uh, she'd been taken out to lunch by my dad. Uh, and apparently the lunch was quite boozy. Because Ooh. when I called my mum, she was not sober. <laughs> it was, it's so weird because you have this kind of mystique around your parents of them being, you know, very, very proper and uh, put together and they don't, they, they, they don't get drunk and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, my mom de- definitely had a few. Uh, its It's quite the experience when you become an adult and then speak to your parents more. You're like, oh, they're just like, they're just adults as well. They don't know what they're doing. They're just like, yep. they just had to they were faking it the whole time um so that was quite fun having a having a chat with her and her being very giggly uh the whole time I uh, showed her the championship uh to be like oh yeah my job's really stupid look i got it th- i got this belt and then she was like i can't believe that you used <laughs> to play with toy belts with you and your brothers and now you've got a real one i'm like yeah i yeah, yeah. i'm I'm a, I'm a champion it's great <laughs> um no it's a good time they said they had to put up a um my parents are going to put up a gazebo uh, yesterday because they, they're doing a thing um, around their house today, I think, or tomorrow. Um, but because there was, I think it's like 10 people going, so they couldn't do it in the house because it's too many people for the restrictions and stuff. So they have to do it outside. So they had to put up a gazebo and they were like, I don't know if we can do it. We've both had a lot of drinks. I don't know if we can put <laughs> up this gazebo straight. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, how much do you have? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it quite funny. Um Yeah. No, I
1: I totally know what you mean. I I don't remember what the occasion was, but there was a there was a time maybe oh man, maybe like 3 years ago or so where uh, we would go it was either New Year's or something around that time of year. It was it was mm-hmm. during the winter and yeah. um we went to a family friend's house which we normally do and kind of just like lose track, you know, you just kind of like let your parents loose. He's like, yeah, go have fun with your friends. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go and find something to do for a little while. And it was getting to the point where we're about ready to leave. So we're rounding up all of our stuff and everything. And I, I go upstairs and I find my mom sitting solo at the dining room table with a glass of water. Because oh, someone, no. someone had sat her there. And I was just, <laughs> I like walked past it and kind of like double-taked. And I was like,
2: yeah.
1: what, what what, what you doing? yeah and she just went help me <laughs> and I was like I was like w- w- with with what and she just took like a drink of water and just went stuff <laughs> and I was like oh no <laughs> oh gosh That's, yeah how uh, she, she, she she was fine she was fine but it yeah. was. It was a moment where all of a sudden you're now like 21, 22, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and you're seeing a side of everything that you hadn't seen before. Yeah. And I was totally. just like, oh, wow. Well,
2: how about that? Yeah. How about that? Parents do drink. Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a bunch of idiots, just like us. Uh, anyway, uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Rest Talk Podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening in. Thank you to the members who are watching this version of the the things. You're all super awesome as well. Um, we're going to have a load more content coming up soon. We've got Money in the Bank soon. We're going to have predictions, all that stuff coming very, very soon indeed. Uh, and obviously, a load more podcast reviews and all that jazz. Uh, we've got the AW review. Uh, AW reviews are back now. Now that AW Dynamite's back on a Wednesday night. So you can find those on Thursdays. Uh, Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Stay safe. We love you. I already said that. But we still love you.
0: Bye. Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row.